I was about to say good morning, and I realized it's not morning. Good afternoon, Charlie. Charlie Prang Prangley. <laughs> Can we start this over? <laughs> Welcome to episode 53 of the podcast, dude. My name is Aaron Dowd. I've got a special guest for you guys today, Charlie Prangley. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm going to insert some uh, sound of, some sound effects here, some audience applauding. That was, mm, I'll have to cut that part out. So, so Charlie, you are both a YouTube creator and a podcaster now. Yes, I am. Yeah. Can you tell, can you give the audience just a, a super quick introduction to you before we get the intro music and get into the main show? Yeah, sure. So, by day, I'm a web and graphic designer, and then in every other second of spare time, basically, I make YouTube videos, I have a podcast, I run a little apparel company. Basically, I just really like creating content online, so that's what I do. So, you, yeah, you do a lot of things. And you're from I do the, a lot of things. And you're from the UK, correct? I'm from New Zealand, but I live in London. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, I, I knew that. That explains that, but the it, accent. It's always <laughs> been kind of confusing to me, but... That's awesome. So yeah, so you're going to join me and we're today we're going to talk about how to produce consistently and grow an audience because I know you hit a milestone on your YouTube channel recently. You got 20,000 subscribers. Yeah, I did. And I'm fast approaching 25,000, which is really exciting. That so is going growing fast. That's that's awesome. And congratulations. I know you started Thank your you. own podcast recently. And, oh my gosh, you do so many things. So we could even probably talk about time management. But yeah, we're going to talk about how you produce consistently and, and hopefully you can share some tips for our listener to, to help them do things that will grow their audience and build a community. So episode 53, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. That right after the uh, right after the Apple WWDC keynote where they didn't announce any new MacBooks. Nope, or not, a new Apple Watch. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not angry. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, so in today's episode, I guess I, I should say hi to everyone who doesn't know me. My name is Aaron Dowd. This is your first time listening. Thanks for listening. Let's see. I'm 30 years old. I live near Fort Worth, Texas. I am the full-time podcast editor for the Sean West Podcast Network, which is a fantastic group of shows. I do a lot of writing and, and screencasting and podcasting about making podcasts. So I, I try to help people make great podcasts. And every once in a while, I'm lucky enough to get people to come on the show and talk to me about their podcasting experience and, and how, how that's going. And so I know Charlie from the Sean West community. She's a, she's a member here. And she's always, she's always been a really, really awesome member and just very positive and, and constantly, it's, it's Charlie, it really seems like you're constantly putting out content. I feel like I am constantly putting out content sometimes. <laughs> It seems like you're always like, I'm on a plane, like editing, editing my vlog, or it's like, I got this, I got this recap from this event that I went to last week, or hey, I've got another podcast coming out. But you, you know, I think you mentioned it, you have a, you also have a full-time day job as well. Yeah, I do. So basically, when you create a lot of content online, like I do, everything in your life becomes an opportunity to make content. Yeah. So, you know, I go to an event and I'm thinking about writing a blog post about it, putting it in a vlog or something. Oh. Just find ways to make it happen, I suppose. You're constantly you're constantly thinking of like what what how can I turn this thing that I'm going to do into some kind of online content. Yeah, like what am I learning from doing this thing that I can share with other people? 
That's crazy. So can can we go through one more time just a quick list of like uh, the YouTube channel you put you you put out videos on you release videos on how do you say that <laughs> you create videos yeah, for post videos on post videos. videos too I don't know <laughs> thank so you so that's uh, Charlie Marie TV is my YouTube channel and I make videos every Tuesday and Saturday on there mm-hmm. then I also write uh, blog posts on my website charliemarie.com they're not as regular to be honest that's something I need to work on but. I try to do at least one a week. Mm. And then there's the podcast, which comes out every Monday, and that's Design Life. Okay, cool. So Design Life, YouTube, and your blog occasionally. And yeah, you do, you've been doing the podcast pretty consistently, right? Yeah, we haven't missed a week. And I think we're up to about 30 episodes now. So that's ah, exciting. That's, that's awesome. So you didn't start too much later than, than I started, because I'm only on 53. That seems strange, doesn't it? Because I feel like you've, your podcast has been going forever. Like it's always been there, you know? Right. No, it's only been about a year now. Wow. That's crazy. So so you put a lot of content. Uh, you put a lot of content out. And I think we mentioned earlier that you've gotten to, you're almost to 25,000 YouTube subscribers. Yeah. So can we, can we first go back and talk about how you got started with creating content for YouTube, maybe... Uh, maybe touch on the gear you had back then and the mindset and then how that's kind of shifted over time and evolved. And then what what kind of, I don't want to say tips and tricks, but what methods have you found very effective for building your audience and, and growing your network and, and those kind of things? Yeah, cool. So I started my YouTube channel back in 2013, I think I worked out it was, mm-hmm. because I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and wanting to see into the lives of other designers And there's a lot of design content on YouTube, but it was mostly tutorials, you know, learning how to use Photoshop, different tricks for doing this in Illustrator, which is all really useful. But I wanted to see the people behind those things more, you know? Yeah. So that's why I decided to start my own YouTube channel and be giving lifestyle content, I suppose, but from the perspective of a designer. And I think having that unique point of view from the start is really what's helped my channel grow because... Other designers have found me and, you know, they've been wanting that exact same thing and then they've come across my channel and, and found that, which is really cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So so you basically thought about making the kind of videos kind of for yourself, like the kind of shows that you wanted, and then it worked out that there were a lot of other people that wanted that show as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's still something that I stick with to today. I try and think back to the type of things that I would have found really useful to watch when I was, you know, in those early days of getting started as a designer, especially in design school, Mm. you know, I try and make content that would have really helped the me back then out. And then it ends up helping out people who are in that situation now, which is, yeah, really, really rewarding when, when they comment and tell me that. Awesome. So now I'm curious. So what kind of, what kind of gear were you using back then? Well, when I first started, I was using my Nikon D5000, mm-hmm. which was a DSLR, but it could only film for five minutes at a time video. Ooh. It could only film in 720p, and it also didn't have a flip-out screen or <laughs> autofocus in video <laughs> mode. So there was a lot of challenges to overcome for getting my content made, Yeah, but I stuck with that until I could afford an upgrade. So for about the first year, I was making videos on that very you know, inappropriate camera. Yeah. And that's that's funny because now I'm thinking about it, and I've I've started a video show recently, but I'm just using my iPhone 6s Plus, and I've like I'm already ahead of where you were. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Simply because I've got like the front facing camera, it is 720, uh, it does autofocus, 
and that that's just crazy. So I yeah, I think with cam- with cell phone cameras being as decent as they are now, gear is just not an excuse to not get started with video. And, Definitely. And so so have you upgraded now? Or are you on? Uh, did you end up getting some some nicer kit? I think is what what they call it in the UK. <laughs> yeah, now I've got a Canon 70D, which I really, really like. I think mm. it's a great camera, like all around for photo and video. I know there's, you know, there's better ones. Obviously, you can always buy something more expensive that sure. does a better job. But this one for the price range is, yeah, really, really good value. And does that have the flip up screen too? It does. So Ooh. getting set up for filming is a lot easier now. That's excellent. I'm going to put that on my wish list for somewhere down the future, <laughs> down the road. So, so. Let's talk a little bit about growing your audience. When you started, did you have any kind of online following? Not really. Uh, I suppose I had, I think I maybe had like a thousand followers on Twitter. And that was mostly because the where I lived in Wellington, New Zealand, there's quite a small like intimate tech scene of designers and, you know, people on Twitter in general were all, yeah. it was quite close knit. There was a lot of meetups and things. So I got to know a lot of people that way. Mm-hmm. So I suppose that's where my first views came from and you know the first audience members who would then share my stuff and get that ball rolling was from that group of people who are already following me nice and and so did you have any kind of strategy when you first got started for like here's how I'm gonna gonna grow this and build the audience or was it well yeah let's just stick with that did you have a did you have a strategy for growth back then Well, I knew a bit about search engine optimization from Mm. my job because I was designing a lot of, you know, websites that had to have that in mind. So I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, how can I apply this to my videos as well? But it was mostly just a lot of trial and error, like, you know, seeing what worked and learning what thumbnails people preferred to click on, what video titles, what content even was more interesting for people. But yeah, something that I've done from the start is made sure that my videos are all tagged really well so that they Mm. come up in search. And Mm. I think today... I get about 48% of my views come from people just searching on YouTube and stumbling across my videos. Wow. So, yeah, that's something definitely to think about. Don't underestimate the value of SEO. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just, and I, I, the way I like to explain it to most people is just thinking about what someone in your, who you think might be part of your audience or interested in your content, what they would type into a search box. So what are they searching for? And then you exactly. just, and then you try to, name the title of your podcast episode or your YouTube video in this case to be that thing. Or uh, it sounds like also using tags. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So, okay, so while we're here, let's just go ahead and talk about that. Uh, we got we got a question in the chat from Jordan Newhouse, and she said, I produce new content every week. So now how do I get people to realize that the content is there and then get them to read it? Well, Definitely looping in all of your social media to the content that you're making is really important. And Mm. the way I think about it is you don't want your social media to just be you talking about yourself and the stuff you're doing all the time, you know, because that's Mm. not an interesting account for someone to follow. I think the way to build an audience is for people to see a bit of your personality and know who this person is that they're going to be following and getting content from. I think that's a way to make them more invested in you. So if you build a following on social media just from people, you know, just generally enjoying what you're saying, then they're going to be more interested when you put stuff out there. And I guess this is probably going to sound like going against that, but you have to share it more than once. You know, you can't just expect to send out a tweet and expect everyone in your audience 
to see it and click on it. You know, people might have scrolled past at that time. They might be asleep. You have mm-hmm. to share it anywhere and everywhere that you can and in different ways. You know, if, if one title you gave that tweet didn't get many clicks, try something else. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to try new things, I guess. This is something I struggle with with my Same. videos, with the sharing, because I find that I produce so much content and produce it so often that by the time I've finished with one video, in my mind, I'm already moved on to the next one, you know? Yeah. Whereas really, I've got to think about the fact that I have to still give this one the best chance it has to get the views and things. So that, that's definitely something that I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. I, I often forget. And when I first, I think it was weirder when I first started creating content, you know, doing podcasts and screencasts and blog posts and all that. I felt weird about sharing it more than once, right? It's like I put it out there and I was just like, ooh, all these all these people are watching me now. They, they know that I like linked to this last week, right? Like they already saw this on Twitter and they're just, they're going to be annoyed if they see it again, even if it's like a week or two later, because I just, I, maybe I just have a better memory or I don't follow as many people as a lot of people do. I mean, I only, I only follow something like 160 or 180 people on Twitter, which is still a lot, but you know, there are people on average, I think a lot of people follow four or five, 600 people or more. And we're just like, Some people I don't know follow you... thousands, and I don't know yeah. how, but they do. Many well, people. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point, they're not really paying attention, and I think that's part of the problem with Twitter. But yeah. we'd have to do a whole other show about Twitter. <laughs> Anyways, but so I always felt weird about it. I was like, oh, like I can't I can't share old episodes, or I can't post this, this same link like twice in a week. Like who, nobody does that. You can't. But eventually I learned that you know, like people aren't really paying that much attention. Sometimes you do kind of have to not necessarily hit them over the head with a content stick, but like you have to throw it out in front of them and say, Hey, like I made this, if you're looking to learn how to do this thing, or if you're curious about, you know, how to make a podcast or how to do an interview or like how to, I think you do a lot of stuff with clothing. So it's like how to make a t-shirt or insert whatever there, you have to post that multiple times and that'll help people finally see it and be like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that the other day and I meant to check it out and I just didn't get to for whatever reason, but then they'll actually click on it and go check it out. Yeah, exactly. And it could be even that you see someone that you follow talking about whatever topic is of the podcast you just made and you can just bring it up and be like, oh, hey, I made this the other day if that's of any use to you. I love doing that. Reach out to people. I love doing that. I, I do that. Yeah. And you can do Twitter searches. It's like problems with podcasting. Uh, and then if someone says like, I, I don't know where to find music for my podcast or something I do actually is I follow a couple podcasters online that have their own hashtags and then they'll they'll solicit questions from people and they have bigger audiences than I do. So they'll get a bunch of replies and they won't always answer the replies personally, but I'll actually go answer the replies. So it's almost like hijacking, but I'm, I'm just trying to be helpful. And, and if I see someone that if I see someone that I know has a need, someone that is wants to learn about something that I've already created a piece of content about, then I'm going to I'm going to send a link to them cuz not doing that is a disservice. Yeah, and they'll be happy to hear from you and they'll be happy to get that link. Yeah, so that's I mean that's part of it and then I'm trying to think what are what are some other things you do to grow an audience? I mean, I talk a lot about going and and involving other people in your show or going on other people's shows and stuff. Is that something you you participate in a pretty active YouTube community, right? 
that's definitely one of the things I love about the YouTube community is how collaborative everyone is. You know, it's great to make videos with other people and be on other people's channels, get them over on yours, and then you can sort of try and combine your audiences in a way. I think mm -hmm. that's when we launched our podcast, Design Life. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the audience that I had from my YouTube channel then came on over to the podcast, which was yeah. really cool to see. That is, hey, that that's great. And, then, and that's good to know because now that I'm thinking about it, if I ever do a more serious vlog or the video show, then I'm going to bring some people from my podcast over to that. So that's really awesome. So let's talk about, let's talk about your, you started a podcast, well, it's 30 weeks ago now, but how was that experience from you from, from moving over from video? Was it, did you find it difficult or pretty easy? It was definitely a learning curve, mm. just like uh, getting started with video was a learning curve, you know, all those years ago. There's all these new things to learn about what microphone to buy and how to even record and then how do you edit it? What's the best practices for that? And even how to get your podcast into iTunes, all these mm. little things that, you know, it seems easy. You just hit record and you make a podcast, right? But it's really not. <laughs> right, right. I, I was having a conversation with a friend last night um, and he's he's been thinking about starting a podcast. He's just like, what's holding him up was actually more... I think he wants it to be perfect. He's trying to figure mm. out like he's trying to think everything through and make sure everything's in line. He's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to make something that's like somebody else is making. You know, I want to make something kind of original and I want to have like, I want to have all these different sections. And then like, how do I do all the editing? And I'm like, dude, you're just, oh, you're overthinking this. You're trying, you're going to try, like, try to get it all figured out. And that's not how it works. Like, you just have to be willing to, to like spend some time learning, give yourself a deadline and just jump in and then go through the process of being not awesome at it for a while until you get better at it over time. I think that's really the key to producing content consistently is getting used to not being perfect and learning as you go because you could wait until you know absolutely everything and everything is absolutely perfect but then you've wasted all that time that you could have been building up that habit of producing content because I think that's really what it comes down to is making it a habit to put out content every week. Like when people say to me like, oh, my gosh, you've put out a video every Saturday for two and a half years. How do you do it? I don't even think about it anymore. It's just mm. non-negotiable for me that a video will go up every Saturday because it's just a habit. Mm. And have you – so I'm, I'm guessing, but maybe you can tell me if this is correct – do you, do you find yourself getting faster and more efficient as time goes by with the process? Definitely. But also when things get too easy, you, you don't want to settle into a rut. You know, you mm. want to try and keep things improving and make them exciting for your audience to see so they're not seeing the same thing all the time, you know, the same editing style, the same effects or same titles or whatever. So when things are getting too easy, that's when I sort of try and add something else in or learn a little something new to add into the process. Yeah. That's that's really good. I've I've been discovering that too, and I've been thinking about, you know, I've been thinking about this podcast and like I I don't exactly have a well I guess I do have a formula you know so maybe maybe it's time to switch something up and try something new for my next fifty episodes. Well, I think it's cool how you know you sometimes have guests, sometimes you don't. Sometimes they're like short, sharp episodes. Sometimes they're more of a discussion. Yeah. So I think that keeps things fresh. It does. And it, I, I just, I keep in mind that there are no rules so I can just do whatever I want all, yeah, <laughs> all exactly. the times. Okay. So we got another question from Jordan that I want to bring in here. She asked, I'm about to make my very first video ever. It'll be used as part of my product launch. 
what are the top three things to keep in mind as I make this first video? And I, I think uh, we were talking about this in the chat earlier. I think she's actually going to have an assistant, someone to help her shoot the video. But what, what oh, would handy. be... Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish I wish I had one of those. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had a, a, a Corey McCabe. He's a video guy for Sean West. Okay. Anyways, what are what are just some some like let's say three top tips to keep in mind when you're when you're shoot starting starting to do your first videos? I would think beforehand about what the content of the video is going to be, so that you can make sure you get the right shots for it. Mm. Maybe go so far as to make a storyboard for it. I suppose, and then you can make sure that you get everything that you're going to need and enough different interesting angles to keep the video flowing. You might end up having to reshoot some things if it's your first video because that's just how things work. You know, you might get it into the editing software and realize, oh, this could be really great if I had this extra bit. So mm. you might want to go back and do that. But that's right. Just accept that that's going to be part of the process probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, can we dive into uh, storyboarding is interesting. I'm not super familiar with it. Is is that something you do for, for your videos? What's the planning not, process like? Not all the time, but sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm planning usually like a fashion video that's going to involve a bunch of different shots and I got to make sure that I get all the angles that I picture in my mind to mm. create the video. So I generally just draw out some frames really badly on a piece of paper <laughs> with a Sharpie. <laughs> Just, you know, some little notes for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever have you ever done a thing? Like I'm imagining in my mind like a, a, a row of like titles across a page horizontally, right? So it's like the main scenes of the of the mo- video. I say movie, but just video. And then maybe underneath it, just some notes underneath each one just to be like, talk about this, this, and this. Uh, who was it I saw? Alex, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Suspades? Oh, I'm just butchering that. Um, <laughs> I was on his podcast once. I'm sorry, Alex. He he posted a, an Instagram picture the other day of this, how he was planning out his podcast episode. And I thought it was really, really interesting. It was kind of like that. It was like sections at the top and then underneath each section were some notes that he wrote in. And I was just like, that's a really good idea. I think different people plan in different ways, right? Yeah. Because the way I plan most of my videos is actually I just write out almost, I'm going to say script in quotation marks because Mm -hmm. I'm never going to say it word for word, but, you know, a rough script or outline in the notes app on my phone. And that's enough to get my mind thinking about what I'm going to say and how I need to say it. Excellent. Yeah. And I think that's pretty similar to how I do these podcast episodes. There we go. That's awesome. So... So I had a question in here to ask you. I wanted to ask you, what are your biggest struggles with creating consistently and how do you overcome those? Time is always going to be a struggle with creating consistently because Mm -hmm. even though you want to put something out every week, every week isn't the same. Well, not in my life anyway. Yeah, yeah. I've got my day job to think about, but then there's also things on in the evening sometimes. Sometimes I'm away on holidays. I like to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. So thinking about all those things and allowing enough time to make a video that I'm proud of is always a struggle. But I mean, that's where building the habit definitely comes in because you just have to get into the habit of producing something and not being a perfectionist about it because you could fine tune something forever, right? But Mm -hmm. you just have to get into the habit of putting stuff out and being able to put an end point on it and be like, I'm happy with this and this can go live and planning definitely helps with the time thing as well. Breaking down the video making process into lots of little steps so I can just tick things off wherever I get time to do so. That's really great advice. Yeah, that's 
one of my struggles is that it always seems like there are more and more projects that I want to do. And then the problem is, is I uh, shoot myself in the foot by trying to take on too many things and then just feeling overwhelmed that I'm just like, I just don't, i wanted to get six, six things done this week. And because I'm thinking about doing all six of them, I don't make much progress on any of them, or maybe I could make much progress on one or two of them. Yeah, you have to pick which one's the most important to you, right? And mm. make sure that that one at least gets done and the rest can fall in line behind it. Awesome. So with your podcast, you have a co-host. and I do. Hi, can... Femker, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and th- have you found that that's helped you be more consistent with creating? I mean, he, I bet you'd be fine if you just did a solo show, show since you're always doing videos anyways. But how is... How I don't is... think I would, to be honest. Really? I would not have a podcast if it wasn't for Femme. <laughs> we we agreed at the start that we have to really split the duties up. And if I was going to be able to put out my two videos every week, then that meant she was going to have to be the one to learn how to edit the podcast. Mm. So we sort of split up the duties in that way that she does the editing and I do the show notes and the setting up of our newsletter. So she does a lot more work than me, which I'm very grateful for. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah, well, th- that's awesome. And, and so it sounds like you guys have a really good working relationship yeah, for sure. And and I, I know there's nothing better than having a good co-host who is really invested and, and willing to pitch in and, and keep you on track and stuff. I, I kinda I actually kinda miss that sometimes. Oh. Yeah, it's all right. I get to be I go on Sean uh the Sean West podcast enough that it's I, I'm I'm like a guest co host there, so it works. And you have guests on your show too, so exactly. you're not lonely. <laughs> Well, exactly. But then I end up writing the show notes by myself, which is hard. Oh. <laughs> it, it, podcasting really is a ton of work, but it's so much fun. So, well, I got to say, this has been really, really awesome. I think we got a couple more questions. Let's, you know what, we're going to do something different this week. I, I'm, we're just going to jump into the question and answer shek- section. <laughs> we're ju- going to jump into the, the Q&A section right now and like not do the whole like after the music thing we'll just stop at after the music's done it's like that'll be the end of the show (laughs) gonna mix some things up yeah that way if anyone hears the music and they're like all right peace out no problem at all okay so let's uh let's get this question from medina she asked what advice do you have for not looking awkward or sounding boring on camera that is a question that honestly, almost everyone asks, is it something that everyone worries about before starting making videos? And it's definitely something that I struggled with to start with as well. I do not recommend you go back and look at my first video on YouTube, but it is still there. So I will put yeah. a note to include that into... Sh- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I honestly, would... <laughs> the, the answer to this is just practice. Like, you're yeah. going to make a lot of awkward videos before you start to feel comfortable. That's just what's going to happen. I don't know if I can pinpoint the exact moment where it clicked for me that I just felt totally comfortable talking to the camera, but it definitely did happen at some point. Like after I made enough videos, I stopped Uh feeling like this is a weird thing and thinking about the fact that all these people are going to see it when I put it online. (laughs) And you just, I don't know, it just happens. I think vlogging really helped that for me. So just uh, picking up the camera and talking to it as I go about my day, because that felt more casual and like less of a stressful situation than sitting down with the lights on to film, you know, but right, yeah, practice, right, yeah, practice the, is the answer. The the pressure, right? Like this, it's the self-imposed pressure that we put on totally. ourselves to be as good as somebody else that we've seen. 
like we 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 see all these people that are amazing podcasters and amazing video producers and they seem so comfortable and fluid and they've always got funny things to say and they make all these funny little faces and their their videos have 600,000 views and 300,000 likes and you're just like oh my gosh that's the level of quality that I have to achieve mm. I mean yeah you're just not going to you're not going to get there right away so you you, you got to be comfortable with it and just another piece of advice I have for that is that we all have we all have our kind of like our default talking voice, right? Like the way we talk when we talk to our friends or we interact with strangers, it's it's something that has evolved over your entire life. And until you start thinking about it critically and thinking about it in terms of how can I improve this, then you're going to be stuck talking the way that you've always talked. But if you if you sit down and actually start thinking about it and start trying to make changes as far as learning what kind of filler words you use, changing up the dynamics of the way that you talk, trying to emphasize certain words to make them more interesting. You can you can change the way that you talk until it actually starts becoming a habit to talk in a different way. Do you find, I don't know if you found this when you first started podcasting, hmm. but when I first started making videos, I found it so awkward to hear my own voice. Oh, Yeah. But now I just feel like I sound exactly like I do, you know, I hear myself in my head or whatever. And I don't know what's changed there, but it's just not awkward anymore. <laughs> I think part of it is getting comfortable with hearing yourself, yeah. hearing yourself recorded. And yeah, I mean, I go back, I go back to early episodes and I don't like the way that I sounded. And thinking about it that way and just thinking about like, well, what could I, how could I change the way I talk? to make it sound better to for me. And so I think about I think about trying to talk in the way that would be interesting to me and then I go back and it doesn't sound as weird. And then I you know people tell me that I've gotten better at talking, which is nice. And people tell you that they like the way that you talk. So I mean, I don't know if you have you have you gotten better at talking over the years on camera or just in general? I think I definitely think so. <laughs> Ignore the fact that I just stumbled over my words just then. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's perfect. Well, when I listen back to my like first maybe six months worth even of videos and I watch them, I just think I don't sound like me. Like I sound like I'm someone who's trying to make a video. Whereas <laughs> yes. now I feel yes. like I watch my videos and I just sound like myself and I sound like I would do if I talked normally. So that's I think that's part of getting comfortable. Yep. That, that makes a lot of sense. So let's see, we got a, a follow-up question. What about filming in public? I'm, I feel painfully embarrassed to talk to my phone uh, in Snapchat in public. It's easier when I'm by myself and I can do a million takes. Uh, yes, I absolutely know what that feels like. <laughs> I feel super, super weird about holding a phone out and shooting a video. Like, it's bad enough. I don't like I don't like people seeing me taking pictures of either other people or myself. It's like, it, to me, it feels so embarrassing to be like taking selfies in public. And then, and then if you want to take it to the next level, as I say, then you like taking selfie videos in public, super, super embarrassing. Um, so uh, you do that, right? That, that's I part do that of a your, lot. I'm that, very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, were you comfortable with that at first or was there a weird stage where you went through where you're just like, I just got to push through and like ignore the fact that these strangers might think that I'm some crazy millennial that <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with that. You know what I mean though? I do know what you mean. And 
I definitely still feel awkward sometimes. Like sometimes you'll be in a situation like, for example, when I'm waiting for the tube in, to go to work in the morning, I'm not going to pull out my camera and start talking right then and there because then <laughs> I have to stand on the train with those people for the next half hour. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that situation's where I avoid doing it. But when I'm just walking down the street, I just think all these people walking past me, I might never see them again in my life. So True. why does it matter? And I need to get this shot to make my vlog for the day. You know, I need this shot to explain something that I'm going to then need to edit later. And if I don't do it, then I'm going to be really annoyed at myself and I'm not going to have the footage that I need. So just have to get over it I suppose and it's difficult but it just comes to practice yeah well now that I'm thinking about it let's let's say you're in public or let's use me for example maybe I'm in the gym and like I want to I want to do a snap about like a motivational snap or video about like hey guys go out and get in the gym and make your dreams come true Um, and there's there's a guy or a gal like a couple feet over and they're just looking at me with this horrified look on their face like what are you doing well, at that point, there's there's two paths, right? Like you can you can ignore it and accept the fact that maybe they think that you're crazy, and they think that you're an idiot, or like what about trying to involve them in some way and then just like just saying hi, like how are you doing? Like wh- what's your name? Where are you from? And then you know point the camera at them and no, I mean, <laughs> but 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 seriously, like what's 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 the worst thing that's gonna happen? I think it's somebody makes fun of you. Exactly. And you shouldn't think of it as you talking to your phone or your camera. Think of it as you talking to those people who you know watch, you know, you're talking to your audience. So you're not really talking to yourself, even though it looks like you are. (laughs) (laughs) What if you are talking to yourself? I mean, that would be... That would be... I mean, if you want to, whatever floats right. your boat. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about how funny it would be to have a video show where like, you walk around all day talking to yourself and then you just catch like people being freaked out in the background, just like out of the corner of the frame. Just I get a just, lot like, of shots of people in the background of my videos giving confused looks. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, it is. It is. Um, ben, uh, where is it? Was it Ben that said his goal is to, to get comfortable... Yeah, Ben Tolson said, it's my goal to Snapchat slash video myself in public. I don't know why that sounded funny to me. To Snapchat myself in public without feeling self-conscious. I think that's a good goal. I'm going to give you a star, Ben. There's a star. <laughs> and I would say that even if you do feel self-conscious, just do it anyway. And yeah. then you've at least got the shot still. Awesome. Well, I got to say, this has been this has been a super great show, Charlie. Was there anything else you wanted to, to bring up or mention or or talk about before we get into the outro? Well, we could mention that I'm going to be talking more about uh, building an audience and producing content consistently at the Sean Wes Conference coming yes, up. Yes, Sean Wes Conference. So Ooh. it's so it's June 13th right now. And when this comes out, oh, it's, next week is actually sabbatical. So when people are listening to this, it is June 27th. And the conference is in October. And people should head over to SeanWest.com slash conference. This is, this is exciting. So you're going to be talking... You're going to be talking about this exact subject, right? Yeah, going more in depth and I've got lots more tips to share. So should be good. That's awesome. So so building an audience and I'm, I'm curious now, like how are you going to prepare for this talk? Uh, doing a lot of a lot of writing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I guess like since you're since you're pretty comfortable with doing videos, it's kind of like that, right? You're going to do the outline and all the scripting and stuff and then. You're going to be amongst friends, so I don't know. You, yeah, exactly. Do you think it's going to be more or less pressure than doing it in front of strangers or just doing it for like a video? I think it's going to be 
a lot of pressure only because I know uh, the quality of the Sean Wes brand and oh. everything that goes alongside it. And I'm really honoured to have been invited to speak. So, you know, there's a lot to live up to and I know that people are expecting a lot. So I, I think I'm putting pressure on myself in that way. But I'm really looking forward to it and I think that that challenge is definitely going to make it better. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so I should tell people a little bit more about this conference. So seanwest.com slash conference. You can go and you can learn more about it here. It is a three-day conference, October 27th through 29th in Austin, Texas, which is, I don't know, if have you ever been to Austin, Charlie? Nope. I'm very much looking forward to it. It is, in my opinion, the greatest place, one of the greatest places in the world. There's a lot of places I haven't been in the world, but of all the places I have been, it's one of my favorites. We got some amazing speakers. I mean, Sean Blanc, Nathan Barry, Katie Hunt, Kyle Adams, the 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 infamous, just famous Charlie Prangley, Ben <laughs> Tolson, Sarah. Can you help me out with Sarah's last name? Is it Dayan? Dayan? Dayan. Maybe. <laughs> and then finally, Sean McCabe himself is going to be doing a talk. Everyone's talking. We got this beautiful, beautiful venue. It is just oh, the the people, the people in the Shamus community that are coming to this and everybody else. It's going to be packed of like just awesome people just awesome smart driven people and I, I cannot cannot tell you how excited i am about this and we, we'll get to meet and i'll get to meet a bunch of other community members that i've met, never met in person before october it's it's coming up quick so you guys are going to want to and i think registration closes pretty soon i don't have the exact date but yeah if you're listening to this and you you should check this out seanwest.com slash conference Whew. I'm excited to meet you there, Charlie. That's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited to meet you too. So, all right. So, one last thing we got to say before before we head out of here. If you guys want to support the show, let me start that over. Oh, I always say you guys. Why? Why? <laughs> Charlie, why, why is it so hard to say like you? Why is that so hard? Why can't I just talk to a single person? Can you help me out with this? I don't this? know. I have that problem too, so you I can't do this help too? you Because you do think of it as like a crowd. Yeah. Anyways, if you would like to support this show and get access to the entire backlog of the podcast, dude, as well as hundreds of other episodes on the Sean West Network, you want to head over to seanwest.com slash membership and sign up. So Sean West membership includes access to the community, which you guys have heard me talk about before. I did it again. <laughs> I did it again, which you've heard me talk about before. This is a real problem for me. Let me start that section over. Sean West membership includes access to the community, which you've heard me talk about before. When you join, you'll be able to listen live to the shows. This is this is one of my favorite parts of being in the community is the Mine live too. shows and the interaction. Like you get this experience that you just you don't get other places because one, you get the live stream. All the shows are just super high quality and they just sound so good and the hosts are funny and, and oh, it's so good. So you'll be able to interact with other like-minded people from around the whole world everywhere but this so this sean west membership this also includes access to the vault which contains everything that you're going to need to grow build and grow a sustainable business so with this increase in value all the stuff we're putting in there the price of membership is going to be going up significantly on august 31st but if you lock in the current rate you will be grandfathered in at that rate for life and so all the new shows all the new stuff that all the new value that we're going to create that's coming in the future you're going to have access to that forever at the current rate because we want to reward your loyalty. We want to reward people who get in early, and that's one of the ways we're going to do it. So again, that's seanwest.com slash membership. We'd love to have you, 
and it'll help make the show possible. So thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. Charlie, where can people go to find you online? If you head to charliemarie.com and I spell my name weird, so I'm sure you'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> Definitely. But that's where you'll find access to my blog, my YouTube, my Twitter, All everywhere to contact me. And, and the podcast too. Can't forget that. And the podcast. Awesome. And you can find me online at the podcast dude. I'm at the podcast dude on Twitter. And I think that's going to do it for the show today. This is the first time that I'm not going to have an after show. Weird. <laughs> it is weird. Oh, well. So again, Charlie, thank you for joining me, listener. Thank you for joining us. I uh, you're, I just want to say, Charlie, you're welcome to come back on the show anytime you want to talk about anything related to podcasting. Sounds good. Or maybe video. Mm. Either or. <laughs> Either or. I think they're pretty similar. All right, everyone have a great week. I'll see you next time. After show, you know, there was one guy back in like episode 30 who was like, why do you always put the question section after the music? And I, I, I told him, I said, because I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so if, 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 if you're the guy, okay, well, he's not listening right now, but if he listens to this, I just want him to know that like, sure, like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take your advice. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see how I like it.